Alrighty, Sportsgasmic Podcast coming at you here with our Super Bowl preview. It's just me and Vince today chatting, uh, just, just chatting about what we think might happen in this week, uh, this weekend's Super Bowl, uh, the narratives leading up to the game, the narratives about the game, the narratives about some of the people involved in the game, uh, involving games in the week's past, all that stuff, a little bit of shit chat about the prop bets at the end of the pod as well, and um, yeah, just general chat between me and Vince. So uh, let's crack into it. Sportscast Pod here with Vince again after I uh, I had how long is it? It's been about five hours since I told you I was updating my computer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, we thought we'd go under, but yeah, five hours. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, we definitely hit the over on that one. Um, yeah, I was I I was planning around. I was like, oh, the computer's been a bit of a pain in the ass. The last podcast we had the uh, the uh, disc overload thing, which who knows if that's going to happen again today. I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. But I thought, oh, I'll update my computer and see if that solves it. And, you know, a couple of hours before planned recording, that should be plenty of time. But five hours later, here we are. <laughs> so uh, thanks for hanging around, Vince. We had a just hanging out. Good thing that we're actually friends anyway, because we're just hanging around and chatting shit yeah. for an hour before before the computer was finally like, okay, I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, we made it. We made it. That's all <laughs> <bad. laughs> Um But yeah, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to it. We were talking. Um, that was just after we got into gotten to the point of having the final four uh, as far as the NFL goes, um, going into a week where the um, Chiefs were playing the Bills and the uh, and the Packers were playing the and playing, playing the Bucks. And I think probably out of what most expected, I would say one team was expected. Both well, two teams were obviously expected to get through. I think only one of the ones that maybe a majority expected to get through did get through. I think um, Chiefs was were out and out favourites against the Bills, the plucky Bills as they've been all year and um, a really impressive season. And they didn't go down without a fight, but the Chiefs were just more too classy on the day. Really, they just you know kept on eking out the points and just never really looked like that you were going to be able to score enough points on them. Um, but the Bucks going up to Lambeau and um, doing that job was. Something that I think everyone, you're wary of Tom Brady, obviously. Um, I think most were. Um, Packers fandom probably certainly was. But, that you know, you've got home field. You've got Aaron Rodgers having a year that will probably still net him the MVP award, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So to go up and do that in frigid cold Lambeau when, you know, Tom Brady's a 43-year-old man who's escaped to Florida finally after the, the snowy con- <laughs> snowy confines of Massachusetts for 20 years. Um you know, you just you look at it and think, ah, oh, you know, they'll they'll probably put up a fight. You just you just you just thought the pack, and I said it on the last podcast to you. I said the Packers just seem to be on that role that that role that we saw the Pats on a lot um, back in the last twenty years, where they just they were inevitably going to end up in the Super Bowl somehow, and and they didn't. And that's probably, I mean, before we get onto our Super Bowl thoughts, I think that's probably the big surprise from uh, not again not a huge surprise, but not totally expected. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely both on what I said on the pod and and in my betting real life, I was very wrong on that one. I went pretty heavy on the Packers, heavier than I would go on any normal game. Uh, uh, you know, maybe three or four units is what I would say. If, if, you know, people can pick whatever their unit amount is that they're comfortable with betting mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mine is not very much, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that yeah that one I did not see coming. I think. I can't remember who I outright would have, who I said maybe on the 
when we chatted last in the, the AFC game. I know I bet on the Bills, so that was a nice over two uh, because they were plus three and a half. I thought, oh, they'll keep it close, you know, if not win outright. They were riding a lot of momentum, but mm-hmm. the Chiefs have just been so weird this year. They've obviously been one of, if not the best team in the regular season still, uh, but they just had a weird look about them. They never covered. They never, they never really like. Y- Seeing how explosive and dangerous they are, especially in that AFC championship, you just you expect them to have some big blowouts, and they just never did all year. Something felt weird. And honestly, as it turns out, it just kind of seems like they're probably just in cruise control for much of the year, um, knowing that they could beat anybody basically on any given night, except for the Raiders for some weird reason. Um, but, yeah, they sure – it was very, uh, very early. Like, you know, the uh, – Green Bay or Tampa Bay went up big right away. And you kind of, you know, you never felt like Green Bay was out of it. You just knew, okay, let's, this is going to get interesting. Whereas as soon as what Buffalo did storm out, classic Kansas City went, went like 9 0, had a early turnover and like came out. And, but as soon as Kansas City turned it on, which was right away, it was like nine nothing after first quarter. And then they never looked back. And as soon as they took the lead, it was like, it's one of those weird games where there's still a whole half left, but you're like, this is over. Mm -hmm. Like this is just over. And it was, they just never could, they tried to claw back kind of at the end, but Kansas city, boy, they looked impressive to say the least. Uh, uh, You know, I I didn't believe in Brady and all year they've been a weird team. I'm jumping back and forth between conferences, but I didn't, uh, I I didn't believe in them all year. I've had a hard time. You know, I've been hard on, on, Tampa Bay and early they definitely struggled and it seems like there's been good reason you know two two conflicting styles and, and Arians and Brady trying to come together and figure out how they can mesh and, and meld and you know utilize all those skill position guys they have so they've definitely figured that out but I still like I bet against them against the Saints I bet against them against the Packers and and by golly I'm betting against them again and you know what I'll be happy if 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 I'm wrong again but um yeah, it was impressive. I don't know what else to say about, you know, uh, definitely unexpected, but only fools like myself, you know, bet against Brady because old or not, you know, God, he he, he finds a way. Uh, and now he gets to have a home game. Old man in Florida gets to stay home for the Super Bowl, which is just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts that he's uh, finally getting a home Super Bowl after all these years uh, playing down for Tampa Bay of of all teams. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a weird, weird little wrinkle in the whole story, but um, I guess I'll I'll start just briefly on what you 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 touched on the um the Kansas City Chiefs just when they get ahead and and the, and their ability to come come back from a hole too it's um it's kind of reminiscent of the of the effect they've had on the NFL as far as they're still not out of it even though you know traditionally they should be out of it it's kind of like how the Golden State Warriors kind of came in like how they changed basketball from you know 2014 onwards with how with their players they had, you know, it was like you had to be up 30 on Golden State to even start feeling comfortable, you know, like, and I, I feel like that's the effect Kansas City have had because it was um, Houston, you know, last year, up what, what, what up 24 nothing in that in that playoff game? Yeah, like 24-3 maybe or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it they was, were definitely up by three yeah. touchdowns at least. And, 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 uh, and you're just sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is done. And then, and then they storm back and, because you just expect a team that's up by that margin to both um, at least be able to just grab points here and there and stave off a comeback of so- sorts, you know, like 
maybe they would it would tighten up, but they'll just grab field goals here and there just to keep edging that lead out. But you know, Golden State were like that in 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 the NBA too. Is like when they'd storm back, they'd storm back with such ferocity that the that it would also impact the defensive end. And I just feel like that's what Kansas City's doing. Is like when the when the offense starts coming back into it, the defense kind of and you know it's it's coaching and they work thing you work things out and tighten up. But it's just like it just as a fan watching it, it's very much it, it's had that effect on me that you, the Kansas City are a team that. When there's a lead that shouldn't ever be come back from, apart from in a freak situation, you know, big comebacks happen at times. You know, Brady himself did it with that that crazy Super Bowl a few years ago against Atlanta. But uh, Kansas City have made a bit of a habit of it now, and yet, like you said, they don't always cover, and that's what's frustrating on the betting end. But they, there's been a few times in games this year and last year on their first Super Bowl run that they've either been in tight games or, or behind but in big holes like they were against Houston and um, and they'd still eke out the result and, and didn't matter what how far away they were that just that they believe, have the belief that they can get back into it which is um is a new kind of thing and I think you know Mahomes um, rightly deserves his praise as being the new the new kid on the block with such incredible abilities that he's kind of changing the position because he's he's both um, athletic and and there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have come around like him um, over the last 20 years but not ones that seem to be as consistent as him and scarily, freakily um, talented with how they can dish off the ball. Like, I was watching a Kelsey, there was a Kelsey and um, a Gronkowski thing on yesterday. I was watching, and it was just one of those little, like, I don't even know what to call the pass. It's like a shovel pass, but it's like just the, like to Kelsey, it was like Kelsey just running through the middle and, and Mahomes breaking off and just like, just throwing the ball out sideways like he's looking and just, just the talent he has, so changing the position and is that kind of thing. Again, making the I know you I know you're not a big fan of the Warriors, but making that comparison is like his his ability as a quarterback is kind of it seems reminiscent to Steph Curry as a shooter. Is like they're doing they're just they're just making that talent that the, the fundamental thing about football and the fundamental thing about basketball is shooting and passing, but they've changed it somehow and made it and and changed the way a team can look at the position and 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 also look at uh, game situations and work out how they can come back into it. And, you know, this, uh, Mahomes isn't going to come around every year. And unfortunately for other franchises, trying to look for it. But, um, yeah, just watching the way they've come back and been able to manage their way through games. And that Houston one still lies heavy in my mind because I remember watching that game just thinking, oh, I know that they, Houston are going to get through. This is crazy. And then they came back. So, yeah, I got a lot of yeah. I got a lot of respect for what Kansas City have done over the last two years and getting back to the Super Bowl again. So. Yeah, I feel like they've done it the last two years or three years, I guess technically, because I think Houston was two playoffs ago. Because last year it was Tennessee, they did it too, uh, in the AFC Championship. It might be. They've done it, but they do it every game. Like, and you're you're dead on. They get it's like a tsunami. Like as soon as as soon as whatever you know, whatever turns on for them, as soon as it does, it's it's just like an avalanche, tsunami, whatever you want to call it. Like, there's no stopping it, and. It's a good, it's a great comparison actually with the Warriors. Um, and maybe that's why I don't like the Chiefs. I find myself unable to root for the Chiefs. And like Mahomes is a good dude, and like they've got some other characters that aren't necessarily good dudes on the team, but Mahomes is a good dude and like seems to do all the right things. But I just can't root for them, and I, I don't, I can't really put my finger on what it is. So maybe that's what it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he is, he's, he's incredible to, to watch. He's, He's so good. It you know, it's like we're watching Madden. Like someone's got to put on rookie mode, and you're you're playing Madden because 
there were multiple times in that game where Buffalo got through, like their line, their D line breaks through and they're, they either have him in his, their grasp or they're just about to get him, but he gets the throw off. I can't, there were at least five or six plays that, and usually they were big, you know, of course they were big plays, third downs or long, second, long, second, long, third, long, even a fourth down, I think in there where, it felt like they had him in their grasp and he just snuck away or able to sidearm fling it or, you know, his crazy, his arm mechanics are just insane. The th- the plays he can make with his feet and his arm. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, you got a guy like Brady who's always had the arm and the accuracy and he's been smart. Like he might not have the deep ball like some do, but, but he's always been able to use his arm to get out of trouble. And you've got other guys in history that can get out of trouble with their legs. Mahomes can do both. And it's just like, it's why it's like, an, it's an unfair, you, you, you took a guy's stats and put him up to 99 and everything and just run around the damn field and do whatever you want. And that's what he does. And it's, it's frustrating for everybody else if you're not a fan of him, but you can't hope, but you know, admire it. Um, because he just like there are plays in that game against Buffalo that you thought they had him, you thought they're going to get him. Like, okay, there's a stop. It's finally here's a turning point. Maybe they can get this, you know, get it tied or get it within a score here. And he would sneak his way out and make a play first down to Tyreek Hill for 60 yards or a, you know just a solid at the at the sticks first down to Kelsey. And it's it's just backbreaking. You could feel you could feel Buffalo's. Uh, will being broken every time he did that and he did it many times in the game it was just you can't help I'm sure as a defense go back to the sideline but what 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 can we do like we can't like we're throwing everything at this guy and granted I don't their secondary played pretty terribly but uh there were guys just running around free but when you know that's again that comes back to Mahomes where you if you give your guys enough time to run around and and run on broken plays and broken routes the offense the offensive guy is always going to get open in those cases so mm. When you have his talent, you know, eventually when you guys get it open, so just give him enough time, and, and that's what he does. And it's it's defeating, I'm sure, like as, as a defense. So it's uh, – I don't, I don't know how to stop him. I don't, I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do. They got a better defense than Buffalo, I think, for sure. Um, and I think the defense, if they can win, is what's going to do it. But, man, it, you know, what do you stop? Do you, do you stop Mahomes? Do you stop Tyreek Hill? Do you stop Kelsey? And then, you know, they've got other guys. The The running backs are not are no slouches, and they've got other wideouts that can make plays. And so it's pick your poison. You you, you stop one, and two others are going to burn you. So it's uh, it's a tall task for anybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I obviously, being a um, Patriots fan for a long, a long time and um you know i think we're both probably rooting for brady just for those reasons but it is it is i sit there and look at it and go look, i can't see a way that i can't see a way that the bucks beat them but then you know i i honestly didn't see a way that um tampa bay would get past uh green bay, green bay and um i look at it in the sense of ironically brady's in the position that every team that's come up against him in the super bowl over the last 20 years um maybe aside from st louis uh, all the way back in that first for that first ring has felt is that you're coming up against like the powerhouse and um you know as soon as brady left the patriots that the patriots being a powerhouse immediately dissipated and um and right at that time was when you know, Mahomes was winning his first one last year and arguably you know without the patriots having their last hurrah was going to be going maybe going for three in a row this year possibly because um i think mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 that was the last little bit of magic the pats were, get, was, were getting was that um 
AFC Championship that they went into Arrowhead and won and then won the Super Bowl. Um, since then, one, since one then, offsides call away from maybe three in a row here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like it's Mahomes' world. It's probably at, at that time it was it was bordering on it, and since and since then it's it's really there. Um, so yeah, Brady's going in with Tampa Bay as as the under, underdog, which is not a position he's used to. Um, and so we're we're ironically looking at a situation where Brady's trying to do what you know Nick Foles did to them to the Pats in a few years back and and you know Eli Manning managed a couple of times as well um uh, particularly in that 2008 one where it's just going in there against a, a a team that just looks dominant in every every facet of the game and and trying to eke out a result so it's going to come back down to both um Brady himself obviously is an experience is it the most experienced Super Bowl player of all time um doing Probably playing a bit more mistake free than he did back uh, up at Lambeau. He got away with it, you know. Got away with was it three picks he threw up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah he threw three. Could have been more, I think. I but I, I, I mean, have thoughts he, on that too. He, he, and strangely, he does often throw a lot of picks in big games. And some, you know, the, there's been a few Super Bowls he's thrown some big picks and gotten away with it in the end. But um, you know, that's that is he throws picks as well as throwing a high percentage of really great passes too. So that's kind of like in the high yeah. high level games like that, it's just what's gonna happen. But um yeah, I, I can't I can't see a way I well I can I can see the way that Tampa Bay wins, but it's gonna take a, a pretty perfect game, kinda like what Philly did to uh, New England a few years back and that still required, you know, New England still put up thirty two points in the whatever in that game. It was a, it was a wild game that one, um, and that's what it's gonna require from Philly uh, uh, Philly, Tampa Bay is scoring points at every opportunity because that's what Philadelphia were able to do to the Patriots a few years ago when they they put up uh, forty plus to get you know you're going to have to outscore the Chiefs. You're not going to you're not going to yep. stop them scoring. You're going to have to outscore them as well. So um, a, as well as get stops when the opportunities are there. When you've got you you were just talking about Mahomes' incredible ability at like you know you can have him at third and eighteen, and most teams at third and eighteen it's just like they're just going to look for a little bit of yardage and see if you get the first down, but. They have this crazy ability to be able to um, rip off a play, and that's partly down to Mahomes' scary wizard abilities to whatever it's going to be, like that site that you know you're talking about his crazy arm mechanics, um, that ability. So it's going to be taking those opportunities when you have them at third and long um, to get a stop rather than let them get that first down, as well as as well as putting the points on the board. Um, I think it's, it's going to. I think it's. It could be closer than what I just. I can't. I. I inevitably see like it's one of those kind of simulation things. You know. You know. End game. You know. It's out of thirteen million five hundred thousand whatever. You know. Yeah. Scenarios. There's one way that you can win this. I think that's kind of where the bucks are at. But hey, it's you know. It's you know. You're saying there's a chance. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to step back to the the interception thing, I totally agree. I think. I think three was the right number in that game for Brady because, you know, people jump on him for the three and I immediately as a homer come to him. I'm like watching a couple of those, two of them were on third and long and he literally just hucked it because he was about to get drilled. And it's like, that's a punt. And so I don't read as much into that, but there were also two that were drops by green Bay that he threw. So it turned out that I think three was the right number uh, of interceptions. It was the fair number and how he played, but, uh, you know, again, the homer in me is like, yeah, two of those were basically just third down punts. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know about one in a million. I think it's it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I, it it is. I think I was actually really surprised when 
obviously Tampa Bay had already won and, and it was pretty clear pretty early on that, that Kansas City was was going to win. And I was sitting there wondering again, because my mind has shifted so much to, to like bet centric. And, and I, I find lines like the Vegas and whomever book books, putting out lines. I find that really fascinating. Like what they, what lines start at and how they move and how they trend. I just find that really fascinating. And so I was sitting there watching that second game, like, all right, what is this line? Cause in my head, I, you know, I've been watched both back to back and, you know, you're playing different opponents and, uh, you know, in my opinion, Tampa Bay's opponent was far superior to, to Kansas City's. Um, I, I expected the line to come out at like six and a half, or which, and I, you know, you also have to play the the cards. They 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 make lines to make sure that they get money on both sides. But so if they put it at six and a half, maybe they get too much money on Tampa Bay or what. But uh, and the line really hasn't moved. And I think big money will come in at some point here and start to move it around a little bit. But. Um, I was really surprised. It told me a lot, at least for whatever it's worth. When the line comes out at three, that told me a lot that I think this game is going to be closer. I think there's a lot of people that think it's just going to be a blowout. Uh, and, you know, Kansas City's going to run away with it, kind of like they did against Buffalo. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Tampa Bay will try to kind of play that, slow down, control, control the game, you know, keep the ball. The key is keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hand. Mm. Um, you don't want to give him seven possessions, eight possessions. You want to try to cut that to, you know, five or six if you can, which is easier said than done, obviously. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought the line was really telling because I really thought, and I don't, you know, I don't know enough about how those are really set to actually have a good, but I'm usually pretty close. Like, and I, I definitely thought it would be six and a half, seven, and it came in at three. And that, that immediately raises a flag for me that, you know, the, the guy, it's amazing. The people betting, making those lines, whether it's over, under, or spreads, like it's unbelievable how often it is off by a half a point. And so, you know, they know something. They see, say, they see the film and they see what's happening. And so, I, I think it's going to be a tight, tight game. And that is one thing. People, people want to complain. And people, I get it. People are tired of Brady. They finally thought Brady in the Super Bowl was over, and they were never going to see it again. And here he is. Now he says he's going to play till he's fifty, so it might not be over for a while. But uh, Say what you want. When Brady's in a Super Bowl, it's a damn good game. Like I, you know, I'm sure there's been one or two. There's so many you can't remember anymore. But uh, they're always a good game. Even even that that Rams game wasn't very high scoring. It was a defensive battle for sure. But you know, still a good game. Still in the balance. And the two before that that they won, obviously, or that the the Philly and Atlanta, those were crazy games as well. So I think we're in for a treat as fans, as sports fans, as football fans. Hey, love or hate Brady or indifferent, which I don't think many people are indifferent. Uh, I think we're in for a good game. And, you know, thankfully I haven't heard too much of the passing of the torch. I can't, I don't want to hear that narrative. It's such a tired narrative that you always hear in sports. Like, oh, this is the passing of the torch. Like, come on. Uh, I just think we're getting a treat to see these two play. And I think they are, you know, for a off at the, the torch but these are two probably you know Brady's obviously of the prior generation the best quarterback and the best of all time at this point and Mahomes is clearly making his stake on being the next generation here's you know man uh we'll see when contracts you know he's not hitting we can get into all that he's not hitting his his real contract yet so they're still they're still playing with house money with him and so we'll see what happens when he's when he's making 30 40 mil but uh 
but yeah, I mean, we're getting a treat to see these two in 30, 40 years from now when we look back and, got, you know, we got to see Brady and Mahomes probably maybe maybe they go down as the top two quarterbacks ever at that point and we get to see them play in a Super Bowl. So it's it's pretty exciting that it worked out this way with this matchup. Yeah, I mean, um, you're talking about, um, I mean, yeah, we talked about Mahomes a bit, a fair bit before there, but yeah, a little bit, I guess, on Brady's legacy. And I know I've talked about this with you uh, through text already a bit. And, um, I maybe just made passing mention of the fact that uh, there's really, I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, and I, I won't even get into the Brady versus Bill thing because I think, uh, and actually, you know, Bruce Arians' comment about how he just lets Brady be Brady and, you know, we, we don't coach him so much. I'm letting him be himself more down here. I was just like, bro, you like, you got the package that Bill, the, the 20 years that Brady had on the bill is the reason you have the Brady you have now. Like, I, I, found, yeah. I found that a touch disrespect. I don't know if that's how Arians intended it, whether he was just excited about what was going on, was just saying, yeah, we just let Brady be Brady. He was overcoached up there. And I'm like, Nah, you you got a guy that's been to the Super Bowl nine times, one six from a coach that has overseen the the greatest dynasty of all time in the NFL. Like, don't dis don't put that disrespect. There. You know, there's there is a Brady has gone down and proved that he can that he is the ultimate professional and can improve a team that isn't coached by Bill Belichick. So that is wonderful, and I'm so happy about that for Brady's legacy. And that's why I was bringing it up. Was like I think this, mm -hmm. regardless of what happens in this game, is like Brady is. I don't. For some, uh, incredibly, it, it's weird that we have to say he's enhanced his legacy because he shouldn't have to enhance it. His his legacy is what it is. But there is, you know, there's the Brady haters and detractors out there that just want to shit on him, and we'll find a reason for every Super Bowl win why it wasn't uh, actually Brady's uh, Brady's achievements that did it. But um, I think what he's done is he's gone down there. He's you know he's gone through. He beat he he retired Drew Brees essentially. I don't know if that's official yet, but that game uh, on paper on screen looked like he was retiring him as he was walking off the field. And then he went up to Lambeau and beat MVP Rogers. So that in itself is a pretty good resume. And he's got and he's got a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in years to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Tampa Bay was a yep. a backwater in the NFL for a few years there, and he's he's gone up there and gone down there and. And turned him around, so um, I think that really enhances. It. And I, I, this is the only thing I don't like about the narrative is people are like, "Oh, it's obviously all Brady. It was nothing to do with Bill." I'm like, "No, it's it's not that. It's they both helped each other out out there for 20 years, had an incredibly successful period. Unfortunately, when a quarterback leaves for a talented team, it's a lot easier to immediately immediately load up and go back to the Super Bowl rather than a coach lose the generate the all time greatest quarterback and have to rebuild a team. It's a Belichick's job yeah. a lot harder than what you know Brady just got to leave. You know, and I'm sure if Belichick could just leave to a team that was loaded with talent, that would work out okay as well. But um, he's yeah. So it is a it is a um, you know Arians has benefited from Brady having t you know the 20 plus years of in, in like just a, a great education in football that he was able to come down there as a 43 year old and go, yep, this is what I do, and they figured it out. Like you mentioned, there was a little bit, it was a bit up and down for the start of the season, but they figured it out and got themselves to a Super Bowl. So. I think for Brady, it's kind of yeah. cemented what he's done, and and uh, and just really, yeah. What regardless of what happens in the Super Bowl, you know, he might be, he's either going to be six and four or seven and three in Super Bowls after that. And to think that he's now got double digit Super Bowl appearances is that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. crazy. I, a few things of that, like first of all, Arians, it's uh, it's not like 
you were gonna tell Brady what to do anyways. Let's <laughs> let's not act like you're being a good a big a bigger man and being like, oh, you know, I'm letting Brady do what he wants. No, he came in and he was gonna do what he wants, whether you wanted him to or not. Uh, he, he's a 43 year old man that's been in nine Super Bowls and won six. He's not gonna just you know buckle under to whatever you say. And that was very clear early in the season, like I alluded to. Like there there was definitely a conflict of of uh mentalities there like yeah. uh in just in the way they run the offense and things like that and and i think they it came to a medium i'm not going to say now it's just brady's offense and and Marion's is taking a backseat that's not the case either but it definitely is they found a happy place in the in the middle um and the other thing to that is i i totally agree and there was no need for brady to cement any legacy or do anything like that but also when when comparing him and bill uh i I think it's it's funny to say this, but Brady left and I think has gone to has to arguably the most talented team he's ever played for. Yeah. Uh, on paper, definitely at the skill position, there's no doubt. There's zero doubt that he's got the best skill positions he's ever had in wide receiver and running backs. Uh, but you know, maybe the defense, there was some Patriot defense, I'm sure, that were better than this defense. But on a whole, I just I don't know that he Definitely didn't have a more talented team in New England. It may be on par, but he went and handpicked a team. He's not an idiot, obviously. He went, it's not like he took, it's not like he went, left the Patriots and has taken the Lions to the Super Bowl or something like that. Like, come on. Like, he, now the franchise isn't, you know, they've got one, I guess, but they don't have the gusto that other franchises have, of course. But on paper, talent wise, and they only loaded, as soon as he went there, they only loaded up more guys that are like, yeah, I want to win. So, uh, he's Rob Gronkowski to go. Yeah, fuck it, I'll come back. Like the, yeah, the greatest. Yeah, I don't need to retire. Yeah. Did you hear that story about him like re- taping multiple video workout videos on the same day and then sending him in it like changing clothes, changing clothes. I heard about that. <laughs> Such heard, a Gronk move. Yeah, and the funny it's funny because you and I have talked about it probably in podcast years past about his surprisingly great like. Not surprised. Like I'm not trying to detract from Gronk, but his media personality is like big aloof party dude. But mm-hmm. he's actually incredibly smart with his money, from all, all reports um, that we've heard about him. You know, just investing a lot of or saving a lot of his contract money, and really, really only spending endorsement endorsement money, and and really being quite smart with his money compared to a lot of un- unfortunate stories we've heard from the NFL. But it is amazing how much of a professional he is and how great he gets his body in shape considering all the things he does to to yeah. to either wreck his body by going and partying on boats for days straight or whatever he does with the Gronk party bus or just being like fuck it I don't want to do it. I don't want to do these videos every day let me just do 20 in one day change my outfit 20 times and send them in because I'm sure he was probably, he, he probably was doing workouts on these days, but he just didn't want to have to do the whole rigmarole of the video. So he's just like, fuck it, I'll do this. I'll keep doing what I'm doing because I know, like, you know, he's a veteran now, um, which is crazy and makes me feel old because I remember the dude coming in as a rookie. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, that's, that's what Brady was able to do. He was able to bring his mate Gronk out from retirement and, and you know, he's not, he's, he's certainly like when you watch him play, it's, it's crazy watching him play now compared to before because he's, He's still an elite blocker, and 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 he's oh, yeah. he moves a bit slower, but he's because he's got such that natural ability to find himself in the right place. He's a legitimate. You can't you can't not cover him. So it's still it's Rob Gronkowski, whether or not he's not the 
the Gronkowski of, you know, those early years when he was strangely injury-free or even the, the veteran years in the, at the Patriots when he was fit, he was just incredible. Um, yeah, he's still Rob Gronkowski. And then, yeah, like you said, they he, they were a stacked team. They had Evans and and I'm blanking on names now, but they fucking, they fucking got Antonio Brown out there too, which um, yeah, it's still weird how that whole situation just disappeared and he's back playing football, but... I'm not going to get into that now, but yeah, he's, he was able to go get the guy that was, you know, the number one draft pick in many fantasy leagues like four years ago, and and bring him there, and then already with the the receivers they had down there, it was, it was Goodwin as well. I'm thinking of, I think, is that the I'm blanking, yep. blanking on. I got that you rookie. Yeah, and he, yeah, and Godwin or whatever, and yeah, that's and then yeah, Mike Evans, and then just pulling this Scotty Miller that he seems to just have this just yeah. weird like. Like um, you know, telepathic relationship with, whereas they just bring him off the bench and like it's oh he's going deep to Scotty Miller, oh, he's taking the catch, like just, and then Gronk out, yeah. So yeah, they've loaded this team up around him and just made it work. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's not going to work without having someone come in with the uh, that isn't the greatest, you know, the greatest of all time coming in and supplementing all that just makes it quite quite a surprisingly. Uh, Arians is. I'm not detracting from his coaching, but he's he was given the best situation possible as a as quite an old coach now. Like he's on his, he's on his. I think it's, he would be the oldest coach to win the Super Bowl if he gets this one. Is that correct? Oh really? No, I hadn't heard that. I mean, I yeah, he's got to be right around there. Like it, and he's not a spring chicken, that's for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think he's he's one of the oldest. So you know, he's had a long career and 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 he's a good coach, but it's um he's he's uh he's been blessed with a pretty pretty uh, unique situation to have. A guy like Brady, and, you know, it's kind of like when Manning, Manning kind of had his tour to find a team after the Colts a few years back, and you were able to get yourself one a Super Bowl for a franchise that probably wasn't getting anywhere close to one otherwise in the Broncos. And you know, this is what Tampa Bay's opportunity they've been presented, and it shows the power of the quarterback position still as well. Um, that you know, Manning changed the Broncos for a couple of years there and made them that year that he had that they ultimately got smashed, but you know, offensively a beast. And then the next year they were able to just put the ghost of Peyton Manning out there and def- defend defend their way to a Super Bowl as well. So it's like the quarterback position just is still one of the most unique ones across all sports in that you can change a franchise with just the right pick. And, Mah- Mah- and Mahomes is the uh, the opposite of that is like if you draft the right guy um, rather than pick them up off the off the scrap heap of the aged guys, it's, um, it's, it's incredible what it does. But yeah, yeah. Um, Really got a lot to unpack there. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> it's a really intriguing Super Bowl coming up. That's what's um it is. But yeah. and you're right, it looks like he would be the oldest at this point. Yeah. Edging out Belichick. It's the oldest matchup too, because Reed is sixty two years old. So it's uh um yeah, it's the oldest matchup they've ever had, too. Uh yeah, back to Gronk for a second. You you're dead on. He definitely isn't the physical force he was. Uh but even in like the Rams Super Bowl there. I'll say this: if the if the Bucks are going to win, I mean Gronk. Let's be real. As far as an actual receiving threat, Gronk isn't even the best tight end on the team. The Cameron Braid is is a much better tight end receiving yeah. nowadays. Um, and I think you said like you said it too. Like Gronk is almost uh, a shield or a you know a decoy out there at times. But then he's a, he always has been. But he's even better now. He's just a great blocker out there. Mm-hmm. But I will say, if if Tampa Bay is going to win, whether it's a touchdown or just a long third down conversion. If Tampa Bay wins, Gronk will have a big play that is crucial to the outcome again. Like in that Rams game, he had that. Only, it wasn't a touchdown. It's the only one I can actually visibly remember. Yeah, Who's exactly. He that was. It wasn't even a touchdown. It, it was just a like on the. 
Yeah, was it, was it Edelman that actually scored the only touchdown of that game? Because I can't even remember, to be honest. Edelman I got, think so. Edelman got the MVP of that game, so I assume it was Edelman that scored the touchdown because he did have a good game. But yeah, you're right. It yeah, was like a hundred catches. It yeah. was it was the uh, it was the pass that finally set up the offensive opportunity because I think they scored on that. Yep. And yeah, it was like it was the only big play of the game, and it was Gronk just and he and it was a tough catch too. I like trying to remember exactly yes. how when but he he was battling to to be able to get free to take the catch and dove and took the catch and set them up within 10 or 15 yards of of the end zone so yeah and, and yep. you're right it's like he's the kind of guy that um he may only have 30 or 40 yards in the game but it might be one 25 yard play that that sets up something or it might be yeah and it and it might be just but like you said he's a great blocker as well and um he's just a presence and uh and and Brady throughout his career, and uh, we're not the first ones to say it. He's he's often been the kind of guy that likes having guys around. He trusts. That's when he plays better. Is when Brady trusts the guys that are around him. And, and I mean, it's not it's not that it's not the same for others, but Brady really he elevates his play. His play is just so much. His his decision making is so much more smoother, and he's he's so much more ahead of the game when the guys that are out there running the routes are ma- are guys he trusts. So. Mm-hmm. You saw that when you when New England were changing changing over here and there. Is sometimes it'd be that start of the season, which is like, what the fuck's going on? Because Brady just was hesitant, and but when yep. he's when he's got guys like Gronk out there, and he seems to, he seems to um, he you know he's he got Antonio Brown of the Patriots for that short period, and he's gone out and got him again. So he's obviously as a I think he's spoken about him this week that he he really loves having him out there. So that's two guys, and then he seems to have gotten you know with the guys that Tampa Bay already had there, he's he's happy with them too. So. Um, yeah, he really trusts that Godwin. Godwin drops a lot, at least at least last during the playoff stretch, the last couple of games. And he doesn't always. I know he's a great receiver, but he he's had a lot of drops lately. But mm-hmm. Brady clearly trusts him. He throws his way a lot and a lot in big big uh, possession or big moments, big plays. Same with that that rookie Johnson kid. He throws to him. I noticed in third down, he throws to him a lot. So he definitely has seen things in practice or you know and whatnot that he he really trusts. But uh, and speaking of speaking of trust, how how can you explain to me how on earth and I, the Green Bay's defensive coordinator was fired, and you can say it's for a myriad of things, but it was for one thing only. How do they let them score that touchdown at the end of the half? There, like, a it was just a shit show. They were going to punt, and then again, Brady's savvy. Like, there's where the veteran he might not be able to huck the ball forty yards down the field anymore, or a hundred or sixty yards down the field, but. You know, they went for it on fourth down because Brady knew they could and they knew they had a play they liked. And then they go for it on fourth down. You think, okay, they're going to throw a little di- an out to get themselves just a couple yards closer for a, a nice long field goal to, to end the half. And Scotty Miller runs down the side. How you let a guy get behind you with what six seconds left? I just like that was, I mean, that play decided the game. No, I, you can't convince me otherwise. And how Green Bay's defense let that happen is baffling. But Credit to Arians, credit to Brady for having the guts to to just go, like to not do the typical. How often in these playoffs have we seen, speaking of Green Bay, like not going for forward on fourth or mm. kicking a field goal or punting? The Bills had a few times. The Ravens had a few instances. Like this, uh, the NFL is now, you know, not that it's his doing or anything, but it, it reminds me of the Chip Kelly days at Oregon. Like, People are going for it on fourth down in weird territory spots. People are going for it on fourth down, not settling for field goals. And, you know, credit Bruce Arians and, and Brady for, for sticking with that because you've seen it burn, not doing that, burn a lot of teams in these very playoffs. 
uh, Green Bay included, why they kicked a field goal to go down to go down five and kick the ball away. Like what? What are you doing? I don't care what analytics are telling you. You have the MVP of of the NFL, and you're on like the six or eight yard line, whatever it was, fourth down. F- being down five, being down eight, doesn't matter. You you go with Roger. Like how? So you know, having some cojones definitely, I think, won that game for him. But it's still inexcusable that they let Scotty Miller get down the field on him like that. Like, uh, I just I I I was utterly speechless when that happened. Like, how do you let that happen? Anything but the end zone. Anything. Yeah. yeah and it's fine. That's it. Like, whether they were just, they thought the dink, like, it was just going to be a dink and duck, you know, chunk yard, like, like, you know, short yardage thing to get that position. Like, but you sit there and think, like, the the offense is always going to take what it's given to you. And, you know, Brady's probably, like, whether that was the plan and just have something, I don't know. I agree. Uh, yeah. I pretty much you explained everything that was going through my head when you started bringing that up. It's like, it was just an inexcusable, inexplicable game changing moment. And like, and although I think a lot of the focus uh, post game has been on, um, as you, as you brought up uh, late in that uh, little uh, explanation too, is that a lot of the focus has been on the field goal decision late in the game. But you know, if you don't, if you just make sure that they don't get in the end zone at the end of that, then maybe everything's tighter and, and you don't have to worry about that decision coming back to bite you late in the game. But yeah, it's like it's everything leads to another thing. It's sliding doors. And yeah, that field goal, I to me, that was a, that was a white flag moment. I, I understood like, you know, you do devil's advocate in your mind every time a coach makes a decision that surprises you. You go, okay, so they've decided, yeah. they've, they've, they're banking on their defense being able to being able to get a stop, and this is, but this is the same defense that couldn't hold up, hold up at the end of the first half for it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I I was got gobsmacked that they they went for, they went for the field goal late in late in the game. There, um, it didn't make any sense to me that you are that you are hedging your bets that you can get the ball back and then score a touchdown when you're not even trusting that you can score a touchdown on fourth down when you're that close in a golden opportunity to uh to at least get six points, and then if you get the two point conversion you're obviously tied up and then if you don't then it's like we'll we'll uh we'll get the we'll again aim to get the ball back if you still got six points instead of three and then if you get nothing then it's still back to the get the ball back and have a shot again like it's all all analytics in my head go you go for the touchdown if you don't get it then you're aiming to get the ball back and get in the end zone again if you do get it you're either tied up or you're two points down and then you aim to get the ball back and get the get the field goal it's just like going for the field goal then just i think gave Tampa Bay an out because it was like, well, they've, they've got to get in the end zone once they get the ball back again rather than just a field goal. It's just like, all uh, you know, we're not coaches or anything and not getting paid millions, but the analy- I think we've both, no. we both did the same analytics in our head and it was like the field goal was the fourth option, really. The fourth scenario to well, play out at that, at that moment. And analytics aside, like what, what analytics won't tell you is, and if they go for it on fourth and don't get it, it's the same situation. I understand that, but yeah. you're you're taking points that don't really do much for you in the game and giving the ball to Tom Brady, mm-hmm. like old or not, whatever, whatever people want to say or try to say, like his first there's a reason, his there's first, a reason he is where he is. So yeah, his first ring was won with one of the all time great, you know, you know, two minute or one minute drills or whatever, but his ability to read the situation of the game and make decisions based on that, um, is what has made Tom Brady the quarterback he is. So you give exactly. the you giving the ball you. back you're giving the ball back to that guy hoping he um and and then you're also getting yourself in a situation where you know that pass interference call was um the, you know is is what it was but when you 
go down by five. You, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're, again, putting it in the hands of those other things that you can't really control, although just don't make the play. You know, be a bit more careful about yeah. things. But, yeah, there's a whole other a lot of factors beyond Tom Brady having the ball that you're, you're having to factor in for it. They never got the ball back. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and you're you're betting on that Tom Brady can't get two first downs because that's all he had to do. And yeah, the pass interference, like I, I was frustrated because I was I want I was rooting for Brady, but uh my mom's also a big Packers fan and we were with her and so you know I was rooting for I had money on the Packers. So, <laughs> you know, I was I was a little torn as far as I was just looking for a good game, which I got. And so the pass interference in real time frustrated me even. You know, even as a Brady fan, I was like, what? They they had been letting so much go that whole game there was a lot of stuff going on in that game that could have been called would have been called in other games but they were letting it go and then to see that one called at the very end it was frustrating in real time and then you you see the the replay and again even though it frustrated me when i saw the replay it's hard to not call when you're basically pulling the guy's undershirt out of his like out of his Mm. (laughs) shoulder pads so it's like i mean Again, when you saw the replays, you saw the angle, you saw the angle that that field judge, it was way downfield. People were like, oh, it took forever to throw the flag. Well, he was also 30 yards down the field. So uh, it was a completely frustrating call in real time. And I, I get it. And I, you know, I was in, I was in the same frustration, honestly. But then when you saw the replays, it's like, oh, yep. Okay. I guess they did get that one right. So anybody that still is like, oh, Tom Brady just gets the call. Shut the fuck up. It's not like, it's just so tired. And, you know, to tangent for just a second, just along those lines, I saw this thing and you kind of alluded to it earlier about people are going to hate Brady no matter what. And I saw this thing, random Twitter poll or something like Fox, Fox uh, NFL or something like that. And it's really like, who's the most overrated quarter or uh, overrated NFL player today? And the comment, I just had to, because I knew as soon as I, there was no, it wasn't a poll. There weren't options. It was basically just trying to stir the shit pot. And it did. And I just knew it was one of those things where like, don't click on the comments or the replies. Like, just don't. And I did. And <laughs> it's just, oh, Brady's been overrated for 12 years. And Brady, Brady, and just like, oh my God. And like half of them, you could see Green Bay logos in there and in, in their uh in their little profile icon or avatar, or whatever. So it, it is just funny that and you know, we're all guilty of it. I've got my biases and hatred in sports and and I won't give people credit where they where they're due. And you know, I think in time I try to, but in the moment I won't. So, so I can sympathize, but it is just so funny that immediately, oh, Brady gets all the calls and all this. It's like, no, you know, sorry, but have your coach show show some guts or, you know, Aaron, you got to win it. You got to win an NFC championship here, bud. Like Brady has won as many NFC championships as Rogers and Breeze, and they've been playing in there forever. And I mean, that's yeah. been a worn out stat, but it, it's just, well, I, it's uh, as it's like yeah brady's won more nfc championships at lambo than rogers right like all the i other know ones. i know yeah <laughs> ridiculous it's like, and, this... it's, and it's no slight and right like rogers does deserve to go down as one of the great quarterbacks that we've watched but that is the thing that legacies are built on um, on rings as well and they, you know had it in the nba it's like you know we can argue jordan lebron as much as we want and lebron's um, I'll argue for LeBron plenty as well, but you know Jordan's record speaks for itself too, and it's the same with Brady. Yeah. Is like, you know, you can see you know all the you know Aaron Rodgers fans out there, and and it's a it's I'm not discounting the argument, but it is also like oh you look at what he does with his feet, look what he does here, look what he does there, and like he's changed the position for the kind of quarterback he is. Like, well, he's still only got one ring, like he's only got one, yep. and he's only got one, like and he can't get part, like and 
the relentless the relentless driver Brady, and this is the other thing. Like before we get on to, I want to ask you about those prop bets you saw before we finish off. But um, I think what we've got to not discount, and a lot of people do because they just think it's funny to, t- to talk about how weird Brady is with diet and stuff. But the fact he's been able to put his body through mm-hmm. ten ten play ten Super Bowl runs in a twenty year twenty plus year career, and and still be one of the elite elite quarterbacks of the competition at forty three is something that is part of that greatness too. So. Yeah, I think not. not oh, enough. It absolutely is. Yeah, not enough yeah. people think about that. Like, I think a lot of people go, "Oh, it's just Brady's just annoying." But it's like, well, he's forty three now. Like, <laughs> it's, it's you don't play football at forty three if you don't have a relentless drive for it, as well as an incredibly disciplined uh, way of looking after your body to make sure you can do it. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that 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 gets discounted, I think, or overlooked. It. At that, you know, LeBron does it all. You know, and it's becoming more of a thing. I know Russell Wilson and a lot of these guys are spending million over a million plus on their bodies each year which seems like oh my god are you crazy but like well think about how much money there's on the line of course that's that's a great investment so uh it makes all the sense and really just quickly to touch on on rogers because i totally agree like you just got to do it but i one thought that did dawn on me watching that game and watching how this year has played out and seeing how free and happy he played and, and this has nothing to do with how the nfc championship went down at all like mm for what I said about LaFleur and, and like all that, like they're great. He's a great coach. I think that's a great fit. And I, I am so curious, you know, McCarty came in and they won that Super Bowl when Rogers was young and it clearly, it clearly dissolved pretty quickly there. And they yeah. stuck around together for five, six years. I just wonder now you see, and who knows what McCarty will do in Dallas, but well, boy, this year was, and he had injury problems. There's, you know, there's, there's reasons for everything, but it's really interesting to see how free and happy Rogers seemed this year and how in his own element, I guess he kind of seemed. And last year too. I mean, people forget they were 13 and three or for, you know, 12 and four, whatever last year also. Mm-hmm. So they've been good the last couple of years, like really good. And so I'm just, I, it's just one of those things in hindsight, you wonder what do you got in one or two more, or will he still get one or two more with the floor playing so free and so loose and, um, but the Packers got to put a better team around him. I did. I did kind of laugh and scoff at the idea that uh, it was right after the game. I go, I don't know what my future is going to hold. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Everybody knows. And you, the Packers a aren't trading you because your contract is untradeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but I said that about Goff, and we're not even going to get to that today. But <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, like like he was ever going to leave. Come on, you're you're going to leave Green Bay and go where? I mean, I guess yeah. It's just funny, but I, it will be interesting to see how the last. And and to circle it back to your point, you know, Rogers is what, 36 or 37? Like right in that mid-30s there. Yeah, yeah. And depending on, I don't know, you know, I don't know what his regiments are like and all that. And but you know, Brady's surely extending the life for showing at least. And not everyone will have that discipline, but there are gonna be guys out there that that can do what he's doing as far as playing. So, so does Rogers have three more years? Does he have six more years? Like there's a lot, a lot more time for his legacy to still be cemented or built or however you want to put it. And it'll be interesting what Brady and all these guys like Mahomes and Wilson and all these guys that are, you know, Lamar and Deshaun, like all these younger guys, how long do they, because I think for the longest time it was like, Oh, quarterback's 35, 36, 37. Like, yeah, it's, 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 about over but you know breeze and brady and even a guy that doesn't keep himself in shape like uh roethlisberger they're playing into their 40s like mm. 
It'll be interesting to watch how long these quarterbacks' careers go now, and, and he's paved that way. He's changed the position. He's changed sports, medicine, and fitness, and, and diet. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's just so many facets to, to what he's done. And, you know, he's ruined other people's legacies, but he may also now further other people's legacies through learning from him, you know, so. Yeah. I was, I was just thinking about it as you were saying that though, like is Rogers just sitting there frustrated that in the year 2021, he's just lost, lost to Tom Brady again in the play- <laughs> well, yeah. Not again, because he hasn't actually, they haven't met in the playoffs too much, but like he must've been thinking like, you know, back when he won his first Super Bowl and what was it? 2011, 12, that, it was 2011 maybe that he won the first Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, he's, he's there as a young mid-20s quarterback at that point and going, all right, so Brady's maybe around for another five or six years at this point. Like, I have, I've got another 10 years in me. I'll be, I won't have to battle him my entire career. All these, like, I'm sure a lot of these quarterbacks have looked at the careers like 10, 15 years ago and thought, all right, Brady's going to be around for another 10 years. And then he's still there and still relevant yeah. and still beating them. And he must be sitting, like Drew Brees, like, He's just trying to carry his body through his last year, and he's got to face him in the like in the NFC and like all these guys. This old fuck comes into our conference, and must have just been thinking like, "What the fuck do we have to do?" Like this guy's still hanging around, and he's still like not just hanging around, but he's still fucking beating us. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's incredible what he's done, and like you said, it may, but it does also show a pathway through for any, and it, it is as much of the mental thing. Like Brady's an insane human being, as far as how his relentless drive to play football. And I, I sometimes wonder what Giselle's saying, but like, come on, man, like one, one injury and you're done. Like that's all, that's it. But yeah. It does. It does. As you said, it shows a pathway through for the future. And, you know, it's great for Mahomes going up against him in the Super Bowl. He can look at him on the other side of the field and say, look, that could be me in 20 years. If I, if I do the right things and, and, and positional, the way they play, the positions are very, very different. So, and Mahomes has already had his issues, so that's going to be the interesting thing for the next ten years of Mahomes. With how much, but thankfully he's got a ring out of it already, and and is very likely to get another one this year or the next or whenever it comes. But um, yeah, it, it, that that is the other part of it. Like Brady's just the, the way he plays the position is. Um, uh, well, if you ask ask the the pa- Brady haters on the is is very protected, but <laughs> um, yeah, quarterbacks in general are, are a lot more protected anyway. But yeah. Um, I do want to ask you about the prop bets because you, right before we started recording, you just decided to look them up and you you just, your eyes lit up. Well, and this is just on our, in Oregon, the state of Oregon's like betting, it's called a uh, Oregon lottery scoreboard. And, and I've noticed in other betting and other things that I've done that they don't have all the lines and other things that, that everyone has. We don't have college here, but also a lot of the prop bets and things we definitely don't have, but Holy shit on this one. So all markets, there are 578 different bets you can place, um, which it's that's that's staggering. I, I don't even know. Like there's, God, I can't even. This is a, literally a list of 578 things, and I keep trying to scroll through it. But can you can you do a you, can you do like parlay? Like what's I'd love to see what the biggest parlay you could possibly put together is. Oh Jesus, I wonder. I wonder how much. I'm sure they do, especially this. That is one thing. Like for instance, one thing they do here, and and uh, my my 
good betting friend, Mike Stroud will contest. You can't bet like in most books, you can bet on the same game. So like, I want to bet the page or the Patriots, the bucks are going to win and the game is going to hit the over something like that. You know, like same game bets, same game parlays. You can't Oregon lottery doesn't allow that. They, they oh, block damn. that. So, so they definitely protect themselves in ways. So I don't know how much of this they'll, so let's see coin toss. Let's go. Boom. Let's see. Boom. Yeah. See, they're not even, they're not going to let me parlay any of these I'm, here, I'm but you can literally bet on anything. Anything you can think of, you can bet on. It is insane. And I know, you know, it makes total sense. Like, we have to remember, like, this is the game that the whole, at least country, and then, you know, big chunks or at least slivers of the world do pay attention to and watch too. And, you know, how many millions of people in this country and around the world watch this game but don't watch other football games really all year. And so so stuff like this is fun and and, uh, and interesting and uh, a tangent on that really quick. I, I do find it interesting what the number on this game is going to be as far as ratings go because sports have been down. You know, there's Routines are off. Fans aren't there. Uh, sports is not the most important thing in the world at this point. So there's a lot of reasons why you know, people can say, I'm sure for some people there's politics and things like that that, that stupidly uh, deter as well. But uh, – I'm really curious this game of all games, what the rating will be, because this is one that's usually impenetrable. Like there's usually you're getting a number no matter what, no matter who's playing, no matter what. Uh, But I find it really interesting that normally there's bar and I know like the Nielsen ratings and all that usually account for this stuff, like a bar that's going to have 400 people at it. And you know, they, they have to pay extra and they, they figure those numbers out in some way, but Mm. There's a lot of people that aren't going to be at, like, for instance, at my house, usually I have 15, 16 people over and it's going to be, there's going to be two of us or four of us technically. So it's like, you know, already right there, that's more, that's three or four other households that usually are my house that are going to have their TV on now. And so I'm curious how much of that is going to play into it. And I just, I'm really, in a, again, side tangent, I'm really curious what the number on this game is going to be while sports are down. I think more TVs are going to be on to it, but I don't know how many more people are going to watch it. Like it's 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 just an interesting little little side nugget, if you will. No, you are you are correct. It might be actually a great opportunity for the. <laughs> it's a great. It'll be interesting to see what kind of studies they do into like what if the number does look way higher if if they do look into kind of the you know the mitigating circumstances of why that is and and how do they actually reckon that reconcile that number with previous years and put it into historical record cuz but but mm-hmm. then it is it is still a very real number so it is, you know whatever yeah so yeah and then i don't i don't even know how they work in the the worldwide numbers too cuz it's it's um the super bowl isn't a, it's um Something that like there's multiple bars like me and um, <laughs> Ollie Harding we're at, we've texted back and forth a bit about me like places to watch it but I've I've ended up making the decision that I'll just watch it at home while I'm doing some things because I'm getting ready for Andrea to be back but um, the, the casino in Adelaide's doing a big thing um, there's another bar he sent like oh if we pay a hundred dollars we can get um, we can drink as much beer as we want from from end to start to end of the game and get like these wings. <laughs> and I'm just like, and it, this game, by the way, is starting at 10 a.m. our time. So this is just a really yeah, yeah. It's, and I, I think I might keep it in mind for next year. I think um, if, if young, yeah, young Oliver Harding will be keen for it next year, I'm sure as well. So um, but yeah, it's just it's a it's it, it is a um, it seems to be more places, uh, especially. This year, with um, you know, Australia's in the kind of you know, COVID's still around here, but it's we are very much in the post-COVID, trying to 
live normal life thing mm. again here in Australia. Yep. A lot more like, and whether I just haven't taken notice of it and whether it's because I've shown interest in events on Facebook this year that I didn't in others, I've just noticed so many more bars this year even than that. And it's been, it has been a popular thing in previous years for bars to do things, but there seems to be more this year and whether it's because they're trying to drive more traffic again. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's um, the new marketing after COVID trying to do like, a few more events in the daytime Super Bowl and and it is, it's a unique thing for Australian fans to deal with is a 10 a.m. Super Bowl on a Monday and taking the day off and just getting hammered and then being hung over on a Tuesday instead of a Monday like you blokes are. So, Yeah, I love it. Hey, it's better than waking up at 2.30 in the morning to watch uh, Port play, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you get it. You get it. Uh, it's like yeah. that beer deal, though. Holy shit. Uh, that's, uh, it makes me think of a silly friends reference back back in the day of Joey, like going to a buffet, like this is where I make my money back. <laughs> That's what I think of all you can drink beers. Like, Oh yeah. shit, let's make some money here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, a, I think that's what made me, cause Ollie was just like, yeah, I would, but I've got to work the next day. And that's the very real thing is like, if you're going to go spend a hundred dollars on, on a, it's re, it's advertised a siren, a siren as an AFL reference, but you know, start to end. So, yeah, and a Super Bowl goes for a long time because you got a fucking massive halftime. It does, and then ad breaks and stuff. So, I I think I would make my money's worth out of it, but I'd also like I ruin the next day too, and I'd have to get a hotel room in Adelaide. And yeah. there's all these other costs that were that were into it. I'd have to probably yeah, I'd have to have <laughs> taken the Tuesday off. So I was actually I would have made plenty of money and had a good time with it, but I also probably would have been sick for a day afterwards. So there would been yeah, they would have won in the long run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I would have made work. I would have made would have made work mad, and it just it wouldn't have been great in the long run. And and the yeah, <laughs> so we did. I did. You know, the adult Ollie, decisions we I'm, make. I, I'm glad Ollie already said, "Oh no, I've got to work the next day." Because if he'd been like, "I'm in," I would it would have made my mind go, "Fuck, he's in." Oh Jesus, oh no. <laughs> would have had a little dilemma there, yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. So some of these prop bets. So you can first. Jersey number to score a touchdown over 24 and a half or under 24 and a half. Like what the fuck? Like a Jersey number. Like, I mean, that's just one random one. Then, you know, there's all sorts of real, like that's normal a- ones. You think of, you know, Mike Evans total receiving yards. And what's that? That is an interesting number. The Jersey number. So did you say the line is 24 and a half? Yeah. So yeah, the two quarterbacks obviously are on the under. What yeah, are the odds? Maybe here? Let's God- see what the odds God- are. Godwin's a lower number. Uh, no, Evans is a lower number too, isn't he? Maybe that's Evans right. is thirteen, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just thinking of uh, receipt. I'm just thinking of like the Patriots back in the day. Tyree kills like ten, I think. Okay, I think so he's a loader. Right. So they've they've actually worked it on the number because I was just thinking back in the day, the Patriots like their running backs are at least twenty. The receivers are always in the eighties, yeah. and same same with the tight ends. So they have worked it on probably the the particular teams. I just in my head, it is interesting. I, yeah. As soon as I had twenty four and a half, I was like, that can't be right. Um, but it does. The it under does. is the. The under is the underdog. So if you will, it's plus plus hundred. So it's even money and you're paying a bit for the over 24 and a half at one minus 120. So mm-hmm. it is interesting that they, you know, the odds are clearly that it'll be over, but uh, not by much. Let's see. But yeah, you do. There's all sorts of normal ones. Like, will this, how many yards will this person get over under total game fumbles? But I'm trying to find some weird ones in here. Cause there are just, there's gate or, liquid color on the on the field like so they say liquid they don't say gatorade so but you know what color is the gatorade gonna be mm-hmm. is literally an option here it's gotta be orange uh, orange or blue right yeah you would think so clear maybe water i don't know if yeah. clear i can't find it where, where i noticed it earlier but 
it's just like you can literally bet on anything. And I've already gotten an email from them about like, oh, hey, let's pump your account full of money because we got all sorts of bets. And, <laughs> yeah. and which I'm like, I appreciate it. Oh, there's a little, they always get me. Oh, there's a little promo if you, you, you know, we'll match your offer for a free bet. And I'm like, hey, well, I'd like a free bet. So uh, I'm sure they'll get me. Yeah, here, color of liquid poured on the winning coach. Orange is the odds-on favorite. You nailed it. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, it's got to be the, the color. Yeah, orange, red, pink is the second odds. Yellow, green, clear or water at plus 500. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like my odds at clear or water at five plus 500. <laughs> Betting 10 bucks, I'm getting 50 back. Ooh. Ooh, be laying some money on the color of water or liquid dumped on a wing coach. That's, a, that's an intriguing <laughs> one there. Oh, Jesus. That's just, just so funny. And it, it just shows how big of a spectacle this game is. It is. And and they and they make a shitload of money off of those ones too. Like, um, Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't even know. Is there a Super Bowl show? Like, I don't even know what the format of the Super Bowl show is this year. Cause I, but, like, I feel like there's been Super Bowl. Oh, no. It's the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Is the national anthem length is an often one, isn't it? It's like over under a minute yes. 20 usually or something like that. Or, because who is doing the national anthem this year? I haven't looked into any of that because COVID's fucked my mind. That's a fantastic question. I have no idea. That's... I know the weekend is doing doing halftime. I, knew weekend, I know that, but we're going to do some real time googling and see who gets the anthem faster. Which anthem Super Bowl? Super Bowl. Oh, I'm still looking at. I'll get it here in a second. Uh, who is singing the national? Oh God. Uh, the anthem announced that the 2021 national anthem will be a duet performed by Grammy-nominated art- artists Jasmine Sull- Sullivan and Eric Church. Uh, okay, fuck, fuck cool. Me. Like I, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm no idea. I'm 33 years old and I am officially old because I have no fucking idea who they are. And then America the Beautiful by Grammy Award-winning artist H E R Warren. Quotations Wawas quotation ends snipe god damn i'm fucking old <laughs> we are we are old anyway i just when i hear that i just go totally <laughs> totally yep i'm in totally yep yeah. should be fun i uh i guess we can we can part with what what do you actually think is going to happen like you know obviously we got our i think we both have our biases or 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 heart what we're rooting for at least uh but what what do you think actually end up happening uh, i genuinely think you could probably see like a, a weird you know not quite scorigami but it could be like 40 to 25 to the, the to the uh chiefs i just think that they'll like it could be tight and they'll just score a late one and go for two or something random or just it'd just be one of those odd score lines i think because of, as you mentioned earlier in the pod about coaches trying different things at different times in the game mm-hmm. and like you know changing the way scoring works in the nfl essentially has happened over the last few years and um, I think we'll see that, and yeah, I just, I just, I think in in my head, I think the Chiefs are just too good, but I, I, I do hope that we might see, you know, this the the magnificent seven for Brady, but um, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, and it's not that I, I don't hate Mahomes or nor the Chiefs or beyond the beyond the logo and tomahawk chop and all that stuff in general. Oh god, yeah. yeah. But um, beyond beyond them as a team, um, you know, I was happy for Andy Reid to finally get a ring last year and Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes seems like a, a great role model for the NFL going forward as um as a league in general. So yeah, no, nothing against them, but I do hope Brady gets through. But I just I just think it might be like a two touchdown win in the end with an odd score line for yeah, the Chiefs. I think it's yep. just, just yeah, what, I think, what was I think I'm right there with you. 
I'm right there with you. The the heart's rooting for for the Bucks, I guess, but uh, I think the the money and the brain will, is is going Kansas City. I, I think yeah, like by, I think in like nine around there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like twenty. I agree though. For it's funny you said that because I was thinking the exact same thing that there'll be funny numbers like a mixed extra point is going to come into play yeah. or a yeah a, a weird like a two point conversion randomly or something. So like I don't know, like. 2635 or something like that but um yeah i think it'll be hopefully relatively close i wouldn't be surprised like we said like i said earlier you know the uh, chiefs are notorious for letting leads they're slow starters it seems like but then they come out with a fury so i could totally see tampa bay having a, a double digit lead at some point especially early but i i think when that wave you mentioned i know and it comes it's it's going to be hard to stop even for a pretty good pretty good defense like uh like tampa bay it's it's going to be tough to start once once uh, mahomes and and those guys get in their groove it's going to be tough to stop so yeah well, san francisco had a double digit lead at some point last season too didn't they, they did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was almost to the point that everyone was ready to crown san francisco and then it just stormed back so yeah we didn't even mention that when talking about the tsunamis earlier but that's just an incredible thing that they've that that's part of the narrative is that they've had a repeated success at it and um like the warriors back that tormented our teams in the west a few years back and still do actually um yeah the chiefs are really the the bucks are going to be want to want to be up by a three and a half touchdowns and still playing like they're not to even have a chance in this game i think would be handy anyway, but you know we never know. Super Bowl, warriors, yeah. Super Bowls have had a have a history. <laughs> Super Bowls have a history of um surprising us. You know, like you know when Atlanta went up twenty eight three on the Pats, that was a surprise, and the fact that the Pats came back and won the game was equally as big of a surprise. Um, yep. Yeah, and uh, well, yeah. So we, we never know what's going to happen. That's why they. That's why you still have to play the game. Um, you know. Yep. So, yep. Patriots are out. Yeah, I can't say a twenty one. 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter last year. They were down 10 going into the fourth. In the excuse me, the Chiefs. Yeah. The Chiefs scored 21, 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter and won. So yeah, that's unreal. And the, the fact that they have the ability to do that, and then the fact that they're coming in this year into the Super Bowl again with the same team, essentially with the experience of having done that. So it's not like they're sitting there going, if they are in the same situation again, they're going to be like, yeah, we can do that again. So that's a scary yeah. prospect for any team going in. So. Yeah, that's it's going to be a fun one. Um, we might, I guess, we will try to record one in sometime in the aftermath of the Super Bowl as well, and talk about it. Yeah, um, with, definitely. With our post game thoughts and with with everything that we know about the game, rather than just us chatting for an hour about what we think might happen. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, good to get in the pod with you again, Vince. And um, yeah, no, looking forward to the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll be chatting plenty through it. And um, yeah, enjoying it as we do every year. It's um, it's. A crazy year that we've been through in the last year, but it's nice to be able to still be able to talk about the Super Bowl and um, you know, going yep. ahead and 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 having some normalcy in our in our year is you know the Super Bowl early in February is um what we look we'll look forward to every year regardless of how our teams are going. So it's good to be good to be talking about it and good to be looking forward to it in uh, four days from now, I think for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's and say, hey, let's just hope. I, I say for me, like it's the time is it's the exact same amount of time away from you at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's closer to Sunday for you, but not to like, Monday. So it's like Ted Lasso, like I don't know how that tra- I don't know how that travel time translates to American English time. But... <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good parting thought. Of thank you for convincing me to watch that one. We burned through that and loved it to death. That was such a good show. So genuinely, good, good. Fe- yeah, 
good feel good stuff right there yep yeah man looking forward to the second season of that one which is certainly coming with the way they ended it and um the, how, yep. how successful it was too so yeah yeah that's a good way to end yeah if you haven't watched ted lasso watch ted lasso because it is the most feel yes one of the most greatest feel good shows of all time i think it's um unreal and yep. um, incredibly done and and quite quite new in its humor too i was surprised by how crude it was at times but mm -hmm. it's done always in a good hearty manner so yeah no so i'm glad you yep. finally got onto it so yeah yep yeah all righty good stuff yeah <laughs> but we are we're at the end of our time for today but yeah that was our super i guess our super bowl preview and our own way of the sportscasmic way but yeah until next time which will be the <laughs> post super bowl um come down and and hang out it's uh let's say sportscasmic cheers Vince. cheers